We're going to all have harmonic convergence by the time the show ends today at 12 noon between uh, physical fitness, health, diet, exercise, uh, recovery from addiction, and then finishing off with yoga and meditation. So it's going to be a great New Year's show. I hope you'll tune in for the whole two hours. But in the meantime, let's talk about the first news of the new year. Did you all watch... Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, gets sworn in yesterday. Oh, my God. I, I teared up. You know, I'm, I'm Latino. We don't cry. I teared up, you know, held the tears back. But it was so beautiful to watch her and to watch the grace and style and class in which she did her swearing in and her bringing up all the children from all the members, Democrats and Republicans both, up to the gavel to be sworn in with her, sending a clear message that the country is going to be concerned about the next generation in terms of climate change and protecting the planet and uh, their future and not so much about the money and power uh, like the last Congress. And so... Wow, it's going to be a phenomenal year. And, uh, you know, I've known Nancy Pelosi for a long time. She has been representing San Francisco for decades. She was there during the beginning of the AIDS crisis. And, uh, you know, she has been representing uh, the Castro forever. So she's a true ally. And uh, she's going to be great. Guys, she's going to be great. Um, You know, I'm already watching. She's been there a total of, what, 24 hours and she's already passed the motion to reopen the government. And and Donald Trump looks like a teenager throwing a tantrum that he's not going to do it, not going to do it. Meanwhile, the national parks are spilling over with human refuse and, and they're having to close the parks. And we've got, uh, you know, the IRS basically shutting down. And, you know, we're, people are worried about airports and the TSA and... And Nancy Pelosi, she's cold steel. She's just there, and she's looking Donald in the eye, and she's facing him down. And, you know, she is just a powerful leader. Uh, and, and I love watching the way that she listens to what the Donald is saying and then just says, no, just no, no to your wall. No, it's not going to happen. Uh, and that is what I expect uh, we'll see from her in the upcoming years as the Speaker of the House. And uh, what a brand new day it is. Adam Schiff is now the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee. So he will be handling the uh, Mueller report on Russia. Uh, Maxine Waters is now the chairwoman of the Housing Bank Banking Committee. He'll be dealing with uh, Trump's taxes and tax filings. That's exciting, huh? And the list goes on and on and on. And what we've never had more women ever in the U.S. Congress in the history of the United States. We've never had more people of color. We now have two Muslims, Muslim women, in the House of Representatives for the first time. We have two Native American women in the House of Representatives for the first time. The House of Representatives is actually starting to look like the people of the United States. This is amazing. It's historic. I am feeling so energized. I hope you are too, because I got to tell you, last year I was feeling down. 2018 was misery in so many ways, and I'm just jazzed and hopeful for 2019. So we're going to be spending all the rest of the show talking about New Year's resolutions. When we come back, I want to thank you for tuning in. You're listening to Sidebar with John Duran here on the new Channel Q. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Thank you for tuning in. San Francisco, Sacramento, Los Angeles, Palm Springs, Las Vegas, Phoenix, and our newest city, Houston. You're listening to Channel Q. And we are joined this morning by Jessica Schatz and TJ Wilk. Hi. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Hey, guys. Welcome. They've been on the show before. If you listen to me every Friday, you've heard them before. But they're back because we want to talk about New Year's resolutions, Jessica. So take it away. Well, I would like to invite everyone to consider changing the language a little bit because we've all set New Year's resolutions. And it seems to have this connotation of setting us up for failure because right. it's often a all or never type of thing. So I'd invite people to think about it as setting intentions. Because if you're truly reflecting on what your past year looked like, and thinking about what you want to feel like in this upcoming year, your intentions are getting in touch with your core values. What do you want to feel like? What's really important? And then once you get in touch with that, you can connect behavior and action to it, setting realistic goals that are attainable, as opposed to large, far-reaching, all-or-never type of situation. Right. And it's exercise and diet. By the way, confession here, TJ Walk is my trainer, so I'm just going to tell everybody that now. He tortures me twice a week. I do. He, he tortures and me. it's fun. And, and it's not fun for me, especially <laughs> on leg day. Right. But... but TJ, I know for a lot of, I mean, we have men and women both listening to this show, but for a lot of men, they, they want to bulk up and they want to get cut at the same time. Right. And it's not just exercise, it's diet too, right? Uh, nutrition is a huge part of your physical being transforming the way you want it to look. So a client comes to you first of the year and says, hey, I want to bulk up and I want to be more cut. What, what do I do, TJ? So uh, to bulk up, you have to eat a lot more. Um, and the portions are important. So you typically, you know, especially with, um, guys that want to bulk up, you want to eat more protein based foods, which is red meat, um, turkey, fish, things like that. Um, but you also for, cause it obviously makes sense. So many people want to bulk up, but also lean out as well at the same time. So not just lifting weights, uh, and eating, but you also want to throw in some cardio in there. You're going to burn some fat. You're going to burn some calories. And I see so many people in the gym, they do their cardio first and then they lift weights. I actually would re- recommend that you reverse that. Do your lifting first. That way you have all the energy to get through the workout and then do your cardio last. You don't have to go all out in a cardio session to get to burn the fat and the calories. You're already, you your metabolism is already pumped up. Correct. You're and you're already in that an fat hour. burning zone by yeah. the time you're like, you know, 30 minutes into your lifting session. Right. So it's best to do your cardio after you lift weights. You're going to benefit so much more. 
Uh, Jessica, so I, I know we've got a lot of women listening to the show, too. Not that either of you do, mm-hmm. only men or only women. I know you both do women and Correct, men. Yes. yes. But I know a lot of women who work out, other than female bodybuilders, which is a unique category all Absolutely. of its own. Most women uh, just want to, you know, feel... Sculpt and lean and yeah, tone. get Absolutely. more tone and feel better about how they look. And then, of course, there's always the bathing suit yeah. test that we all have to endure <laughs> looking in the mirror like, oh. In the horrible lighting. Yes, I know. Maybe I'll do a nighttime <laughs> swim instead of a... Uh, yeah. Well, I will say say um that 80 percent of how your body looks is nutrition 20 percent is exercise so what's to be avoided for Um, women or men well but i'll get to avoided but what i would include is a healthy full well-balanced breakfast Hmm. starting the day off by getting your metabolism going giving your brain and your body energy that is going to set you up for success for making better choices throughout the day. You want to have a healthy combination of complex carbohydrates, healthy fat, protein, and fiber. Fiber is what sticks to you and keeps you satiated. Okay, so if I'm listening, I don't know what those words all mean. Okay. How would you identify some so foods? So healthy fats, avocado. For, bre- for breakfast, So Okay, so oatmeal, a bowl of oatmeal with a scoop of almond butter, maybe some flax seeds and some berries covers all your bases. Mm. A piece of toast with almond butter and a banana. Um, eggs with avocado and fruit. So you're getting those combinations in and you're feeling satiated. That's the important thing. You think of it this way. Eat breakfast like a king, lunch like a queen, and dinner like a pauper. Oh, I, eat all, <laughs> I eat all three meals like a queen. <laughs> Of course you do. Of course you do. And then, of course, exercise. You always want to think about function as well. So how your body feels. You want it to function. You want to be able to do whatever you want feeling good. So that also comes with mindset. Hmm. Your mind and body are connected. It's one thing. So how we eat, how we think, how we take care of ourselves, how we breathe, and how we exercise. All really important. Mix of cardio, resistance, Pilates, yoga, all of it, um, try everything and do what feels good for you. What feels good, not only in terms of how you look, but in terms of how you feel. And that's a good point, because I, I know when I come see TJ, TJ, I come to see you sometimes, I am stressed out. I am yeah. like, my day has been full. I am on the brink of losing it. I'm about to lose my cool. And I like and the last thing I think I want to do is go work out. I'm like, I'm too busy. I can't take an hour. I got so much going on. But once I get there, I am so glad that I spent an right. hour yeah. working out. That's, there's a lot of benefits to lifting weights. It's not just building up your body, but it's so good mentally for you. It's a great stress reliever. It's a, it's a healthy way to relieve stress versus smoking cigarettes or drinking beer or alcohol. Or oh, that's the next segment something. of our show. We're going to talk about yeah. addiction. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, um, exercise is, is, is definitely the smartest way to relieve stress. And it's the most, I think, the more fun. Because you're you're also changing the way you look too. How many days a week would either of you recommend? How many days I a mean, week should you go to the gym? I go to the gym five to six days a week. Yeah, but look at you. You're I, like I go you're to right, the, but the that's why I look the way I do because oh. it's. I go to the gym once a week because I mix it up and do other things. I do something every day, and the endorphins and the adrenaline you get from moving your body, whether it's walk, taking a hike, right. or practicing yoga, or going to the gym is going to boost those healthy hormones and those brain-boosting hormones, which is why you feel better after you work out with TJ. What about um, meditation? Do either of you believe meditation is I was just going to say, yeah, the other part of relieving stress is mindful awareness of your breath, which is basically what meditation is all about. Tuning in, Starting that in terms of setting intentions, that's a great one for the new year is starting a meditation practice if you haven't. And what you said about not having time to work out, it's the opposite. 
it it will change everything. I tell people 10 minutes a day of meditation. If you can't do 10 minutes, do five. Because while 10 may be a little better than five, five exponentially better than none. Wow. Yeah, and by the way, meditation doesn't mean you have to go, oh, mm, Of course not. It's just about tuning into <laughs> your breathing and yeah. being aware of your breath and calming your body. Yeah, I think that's very true. I, I have reached the point in life. I, I, you know, I'm somewhere over be- between 50 and death. That is my age. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, I have reached the point where I take a nap every day. There's something that's to okay. be said about you Power know, naps the Mexican are great. culture of siesta. I just take a 20-minute nap, you know, usually right before I go see you, TJ. Yeah, that's right. I, yeah. I'm coming Sometimes in you're late because you've taken I, the nap. Because I've overnapped. Yeah. Yes. yeah. But it, just to clear the brain, just for 20 minutes, shut my eyes and shut out the you world. Know, something that my dad used to do when he was a teenager playing baseball, and he was a really good ball player, he said what he would do is take a 20-minute nap, and then before the game, you know, get ready to go to the game, he would have a, a spoonful of honey right after the nap. It would wake him up. It would give him energy. It would make him more cognitive, you know, cognizant of things, and he'd, be a, he'd, he'd perform better on the, on the baseball field. Wow, so me. it's not about age as far as naps go. I think it's important to take those 20-minute power naps. If you notice your body's tired, listen to your body, not your ego. I've always had trouble napping, which is why I chose meditation. So that's mm. just an option. But but any shutdown, walk away from the work, walk away from the lists, the emails, the phone, put it down, put turn it down. off, yep. <laughs> and take that 20 minutes that's of rejuvenation, of yeah. self-care. Yeah. yeah, the phone is one of the biggest bugaboos we have in terms of our mental wellness. So I, I'm going to tell the audience, I have to confess, every now and then, TJ and I have a cheat day, and we go to In-N-Out. We do. We do, and we order a double-double. Indulging in life is important. We, yes. Yeah. yeah. But obviously, I can't do a double-double every day. Nope. Right, or and you don't want to. Or we'd be in serious trouble. But I, sometimes you ask me, okay, what did you eat today, John? What did you eat today? <laughs> right. So what are the things that uh, I, we shouldn't eat or drink? Uh, we got one minute left, so I'm gonna, we'll hold that for when we okay. come back. Mm-hmm. Give you guys a chance to think about that, because I think people they, they get they want to diet, they get they want to do exercise, they get want to do meditation, but so many of us are so driven by the you know the rigors of the day that it's all about fast food, get it quick, chomp it down, get a Subway sandwich, get a, get a McDonald's, and it's not good for us, right. where we're defeating our purposes. Absolutely. So we'll dig into that when we come back. Thank you for tuning in to all of us here at Channel Q. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast (laughs) 
Welcome back. You're listening to the new Channel Q Sidebar with John Durant. And we are talking to TJ Wolk and Jessica Schatz here about fitness. And right before we took the break, we were talking about things to avoid or foods to avoid. Who wants to jump on that one? I'll take it from here, John. <laughs> okay, TJ. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing, people. When you set goals, be aware of what your goals actually are. You know, don't just write them out because it's something that you think you want to do. Really, really, really process it and build your nutrition around that lifestyle. It's really important to also, I think, meet with your doctor or, or a professional nutritionist, someone who really understands how to help you organize like your eating habits and things like that, and um, to really tailor-made your nutrition program around your life, someone that's going to help you do it in a way that they can explain it to you because a lot of times people don't understand why they're eating what they eat. Right. Uh, the portion sizes don't make sense to them. So it's really important, I think, to meet with a professional to really help you. I mean, if you're really, really serious about it, invest in it. It's it's going to help you so much. All right, what about soft drinks? Big no-no, right? No, of course Anything not. Anything that has that fake sugar chemical so diet, in it. So diet drinks, too, are not good? Pretty much. No. Yeah, so, you don't want that fake sugar, that chemical. You want to avoid chemicals. You want to avoid processed food, right. packaged like my, foods. The Red Bull I'm drinking this morning? Kind of <laughs> like that. That's a lot of sugar. Think white sugar, all of that. You, you want to think real food, that food that comes from the earth. If you think it's comes from a plant, which, you know, meat is, is you know, they eat grass. They You can eat really good meat. Mm -hmm. If it comes from a plant, eat it. If it's made in a plant, avoid it. Oh, that's a, oh, that's a nice rule little... rule of thumb. Right. Comes from a plant, and, eat it. Yeah, made and, in a plant, avoid it. Exactly. And really good nutritious, nutritionist is a great idea. When it comes to medicine, look for a doctor who is an integrative doctor, because that's the uh, direction medicine is going anyway, is integrating Eastern and Western and all the best qualities of both. Now, I see people like going to restaurants and saying no bread and no butter, but you got to have some bread or butter. You got to have some carbs, right? Absolutely. Yes. You want complex, clean complex. carbs, yeah. Go, uh, certain kinds of whole grains, rice, quinoa, sweet potatoes, great, clean, complex carbohydrates, but healthy whole grain breads, I personally can't eat wheat, so I use a hemp bread that I really love. But, mm. you know, depending on your body, and that's why when TJ was suggesting seeing nutritionist or professionals who know can help you break down what your body chemistry needs personally yeah you said eat like a king in the morning like a queen in the afternoon what was the last part popper like a popper in the evening <laughs> so after the sun sets and it's nighttime that's right you shouldn't be eating at all no, no i disagree no 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 you should eat you yeah. should yeah. eat okay. i'm talking about size Correct. of, of size your meal or portion. Yeah. and you want to stop eating a few hours before you go to sleep so your body can just focus on sleep yeah. so it, it really just has to do with portion size i was eating those protein bars thinking that was good but of course i was eating five a day no and that yeah <laughs> that <ended up> <laughs> that's a meal little... replacement or yeah. a snack yeah, depending a on the bar you want to find a clean bar as well yeah alcohol calories right sugar calories all those things right. just bad for your liver okay and kills moderation. Brain cells. moderation moderation but if you're gonna have a drink have a full glass of water before and after Cigarettes, yeah. big no-no. Right? Yeah, course, just, I yeah. mean, there's no, not even an argument not even, about that. Yeah, no, not even a, vaping? How about vaping? Uh, I, I mean, any of these things that, you know, have this addictive sort of nature to them, this necessity, look look at your life and what, what's missing and and maybe 
go to therapy yeah, <laughs> or yeah, maybe yeah. meditate more yeah. and find something healthy to replace it. And salty foods, processed foods, salty foods overall, not good. Correct? See, this is why it's important to meet with a nutritionist and a yeah. doctor, someone who can help you figure out how much salt you should be having. Uh, you need to have some salt in your diet. And course. some of us more than others. Mm-hmm. I have low blood pressure. I need to have more salt, but I use pink Himalayan sea salt as much as possible. So again, it's always this the is such kind a California of, conversation. <laughs> oh, it, really it is. is. We, were, we were just in Atlanta, <laughs> Georgia, and and I had to be really, you know, pick and choose, pick and choose. I, I have learned this. I when I traveled to see a friend, uh, some small towns in Missouri, it was like a different planet. Yes, I, there yeah, were a lot of really large round people. And they were all eating fast food. And, and if I was you like, ask for herbal tea, they bring you the I had Lipton. trouble just getting a salad. I just I just want a salad. And they're like, uh, you mean lettuce and tomato? I said, well, yeah, but I mean more <laughs> than lettuce and tomato. Yeah. And just the diet's very different. Yeah, it's about education. It's education. And it's also, you know, the fact that they don't have a lot of the food sources that unfortunately, you know, we have here in California. We're yeah. pretty blessed because we can we can grow anything here. Well, that's a good. And we immediately have definitely access to it. In a lot of urban impoverished communities, especially communities of color, they don't have the same access to nutrition. Absolutely. Right. So and that's money, sad. It's it's upsetting to me that fast food and, yeah. and crappy foods cost less. But if money's an issue for someone, how can they get good nutrition if they don't have a lot of money? Let's just say somebody wants to be. They can they can shop in buy their whole grains in bulk and cook and prepare food um, ahead of time and do as much cooking as you possibly can. Buy as many ingredients with which to cook as you possibly can as opposed to an already prepared meal from some fast food restaurant. That's an epidemic in this country in in particular. That that doesn't exist so much everywhere Yeah, it's so true. Right, and even, even the quality of meat at, say, like a Burger King or McDonald's in Italy is is better than what we have here in America. Yeah. Which is crazy. That is kind of crazy. It's really crazy. I think the one thing that's missing for most people's diets, and I'll say starting with me, is fruits and vegetables. So like, you want to fill your half your plate with vegetables. Half the plate with vegetables. Uh, yeah. Ha- vegetables and or some of fruit mixed in with that because that's fiber. That fiber and those nutrients and those vitamins are what's going to stick in your body and keep your brain and your body's energy up for the rest of the day. Yeah. And so a McDonald's french fry being a potato, that's not, not, not the not vegetable included. we're talking no, about. Not, not so much. Right. And think about the, where that's being made and how it's being made. And what all kind the, of oil. Correct. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, overly salted. All really great stuff. Yeah. What about the fact that, uh, I'm just going to bring this up for some of our listeners who are, let's say, like me, between 50 and death. So, you know, the body slows down, the metabolism slows down, yeah. the body's changing. This, to- this is why it's really good to um, reach out to healthcare professionals, wellness professionals that you trust or that a friend trusts and do some testing on your own body and find out about your own body's chemistry. Learn as much about yourself as you can. We all know... A, uh, unexamined life is not worth living, so yes. go for it. Yeah, very, yeah. very true. Very, very true. Well, we got about a minute left. Tell us, if people want to reach you, tell us about your website so where they can reach you. So, TJ? yeah, so I basically more than anything on Instagram, and I'm under at Got Wilk. 
Got Wilk, G-O-T-W-I-L-K. That's right. Yes. All right. And I'm Jessica Schatz, J-E-S-S-I-C-A-S-C-H-A-T-Z, pretty much everywhere. That's jessicashots.com, at Jessica Schatz on Instagram. I post and write a lot about health and wellness and lifestyle, nutrition, fitness, all of it. Well, I want to thank you both for coming back to the yeah. show thank and sharing you. your experience about uh, uh, diet, nutrition, and exercise. And we're going to have the incredible Kathy Watt coming up next sharing about her strength and experience and hope yeah, yeah baby so, all right so i'll see <laughs> tj i'll see you at the gym later today yes sir Jessica, you will i'll see Thanks, you again Jeff. soon all right you're listening to us here at channel q this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. My next guest is the executive director of the Van Ness Recovery House, Kathy Watt. Welcome, Kathy. Thank you. Good morning. Oh, I got to tell you all before we let Kathy loose here on the microphone that I met Kathy in the late 80s during the height of the AIDS epidemic. Uh, it means we've been friends for 30, 30, 30 years, years, Kathy, 30, 30 years. years. And, and gay guys, if you're listening, I want you to know that Kathy is one of those lesbians that at the height of the AIDS epidemic, she stepped into the middle of the plague and she fought for people living with HIV and fought for AIDS policy. And one of the leaders that took on the HIV epidemic as a lesbian, even though lesbians were completely unaffected by the you know by being infected but they were affected because uh, so many of us ended up becoming good friends and they felt the same pain and loss we all did so Kathy thank you for your 30 years of service thank you thank you so here we are it's New Year's Day and let's say we got a listener who is still nursing a hangover from January 1st <laughs> because we see that a lot you know right. in, around the rooms of recovery that people tie, really tie one on over the holidays and they're like man maybe I'm having an issue with alcohol and drugs yeah, and, and a lot of times it's, yeah, they've tied one on for New Year's, but in their mind, that's the last one. The the ramping up probably started in Halloween. Yeah. You know, we have this kind of two months of holidays and times to party. And so, you know, you set this idea like, okay, New Year's is going to be my last go for it. And you feel so rotten. And it's like, what would fix it yep. is to get loaded again. Yeah. And then you and, end up going around the clock getting right. loaded. Yeah. My day was Halloween. Halloween was my last big blowout 22 years ago. My last big blowout. And then I just got sick and tired of being sick and tired all the time. And that's what it takes. And, you know, so while I sobriety, you know, it's you're drug free, you're clean, you're sober. My kind of moving forward into this year is really wanting to work more with where are you? So if you, you come into the rooms or you cross my path, it's like, and meth is your problem, and I just can't stop meth. Work with them on that. And if you're doing other things, like just let it be for right now. Mm. Because if, if you are willing to tough it out and get sober off of meth 
so many things will change in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and if it takes that you got to smoke a little pot or we, we can get to that. Later. Yeah. We got to get there later. But, but right now, if somebody can get off meth while it impacts their life, the public health that is impacted by meth and then helped by someone getting off meth is just enormous. And you've got 30 years of doing this work, and it's been primarily the LGBT community. Is there a higher proportion or uh, statistically of addiction in LGBT communities? So in in the heterosexual community, they say somewhere between 6 6 and 8% of the people may be drug addicts and alcoholics suffer from addiction problems. In the LGBTQ community, it's anywhere from 30 to 40%. 30 to 40%. Right. Oh and God. they're just this week came out with the five most addictive drugs. And it's like the menu for the gay community. You know, it's, what are they? It's uh, heroin, opiates, mm. uh, cocaine, crystal meth, tobacco, Alcohol and pot. Mm-hmm. That is that's the menu. That's the menu. That you was know, my menu twenty two years exactly. ago. Exactly. <laughs> that was my menu. You know, and and it's just it can be daunting the idea of stopping it all. Mm-hmm. So it's like pick one, reach out and ask for help, and and get sober off of one. But pick the hard one, right? I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. Let's say you got everything going. I mean, I, I when I first got sober, I had to give up alcohol. I actually gave up everything. But I kept smoking for seven more years because I wasn't ready to stop smoking. Right. But alcohol was the big one for me. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it doesn't make people happy coming into NS House. For many years, we have been a smoke-free recovery house. And now the kind of the stream of consciousness across recovery house and those funding treatment programs is no tobacco and you know so then naturally it's like they go to vaping and and now we're learning just the dangers in that but if you're if you can give up meth there's a good bet you're also going to be giving up unhealthy behaviors you have in your life Especially as a gay man or a transgender. About, I think it was about 12 or 13 years ago, you and I put together a series of community town hall meetings around meth and the community. And there was a strong relationship between meth and sex, especially for gay and bisexual men. Why is that? I mean, have you reached any conclusions about yep. the attachment? What is it? So I believe that for the first 10 years of the AIDS epidemic, men seeing other men sick and dying it meant well, I'm not going to have sex so men basically many men went into a closet of no sex mm. and then medications came out and it was like okay people are living I want to come out of this closet and not be alone and I want to be sexual and at the same time meth hit Mm. And meth shuts your brain off immediately. So any thoughts about what could happen having sex are shut off and you just have it. 
we're, we've just opened Pandora's box, and so we're going to dig a little more deeply into that when we come back after the commercial break. You're listening to Kathy Watt, the Executive Director of the Van Ness Recovery House, here on Sidebar with John Duran on the Channel Q. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Powerlessness and man-made We ability. can surrender every moment. <laughs> You're listening to Sidebar with John Duran. I'm talking to Kathy Watt, the executive director of the Van Ness Recovery House, about recovery and addiction in terms of New Year's resolutions. And Kathy, during the break, you and I were chatting a bit about the apps, Grinder, Scruff, Tinder, all, Growler, all the other apps that are out there. It's, it's a fertile field for sex and meth and hooking up and drugs and everything else. And it's just become a, a new playground, quote unquote, for especially for gay and bisexual men. What do we do with that? I think you have to first be able to look at why is that where I want to go? Why is it that I don't want to find a sex buddy? Uh, why is it that I don't want to take the time to learn how to date? Um, it's instant gratification and it's deceitful on on so many levels, yet so enticing and so easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can be driving in your car, and it's I, I have an eighteen year old son, and we'll be driving in the car, and we'll be at an intersection, and he'll see a guy on his phone on one corner, and he'll see a guy on the other corner, and he says, "Look, mom, they're hooking up." <laughs> he said if they just pick their heads up they and they can talk so to each other <laughs> you it's everywhere and unfortunately more often than not there's going to be meth when you arrive yeah at your hookup destination so you recommend that a lot of people in new sobriety just avoid the apps i'm guessing you know we try really hard if if i had a way and it makes me not popular but you know, a phone that just allowed you to call and text would be lovely Flip for phone. people <laughs> newly sober. Um, the apps, they're there. I mean, it's just, it's such a trigger. It's hey, You could use Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. It doesn't even have to be one of those sex apps. Yeah. You know? you, I mean, you could, yeah, it's everywhere. And, you know, part of it is, as a community, that where many men have lived in isolation either behind being a survivor through grief that they've not been able to work through you know you want to have a connection with another person and it's like but how do I do that and how do I walk through I've asked you out on a date and we went out a couple times and realized there's nothing there like there's not even enough there to just hook up then it feels like rejection, and then they get disenchanted with it all, and it's like, okay, I'll get a nap. Yep. And you scroll through, and you find one, and you hook up. And I mean, 20 years ago, it was the baths and the sex clubs. A lot of them are now obsolete 
because of the apps. They're, well, and before that, it was the phone lines. Yeah, the phone lines. And before that, it was the tea rooms and exactly. the cruising uh, restrooms and parks. And, yeah. you know, it, when all of that was going on, it was like, ah, and now we have this. And so at Van Ness House, we actually have the residents work on, they're powerless over the apps, and the apps make their life unmanageable. And so, and we go deep into how unmanageable and what have been the price tags and then what can we do to change this? Mm. How can we help you? And a lot of it's learning how to go to wanting to have sex and or be intimate, but having your heart and your soul be what leads the way. Mm. What about lesbians? I mean, lesbians is not, sex is not the triggering factor like it is for gay and bisexual men. What about lesbians and alcoholism or drug addiction? It's probably the most untreated of if gays and straights, lesbians, queers. Lesbians are the most untreated alcoholics. Alcoholism in the lesbian community is huge. And huge. Why, why untreated? Because the problem's not identified, because there's... Because to go to treatment means you give up your income. You know, they just don't see it as a, how do I do this? Mm. They haven't lost everything, so they still have a home or an apartment. And it's there's not enough information out there that you could go on disability. You can, you know go i mean truthfully an alcoholic can go to treatment for 30 45 days right and get back to life right it doesn't take the four to six months that like it with takes meth. with meth so in some ways meth has become the fast track for gay men to bottom out quickly and because meth is not as prevalent in the lesbian community yeah it's, it's not more of a slow burn right slow burn until i mean a you, woman bottoms out right and you know until you lose a lot of times it's lose your job or lose a relationship, and then you, they split up, and you end up homeless, and then maybe mm. they'll go. To, but it's also social drinking. The definition of social drinking is probably a group of four to six women. Social drinking to them can literally be four to six bottles of wine at a dinner <laughs> and you know that's probably not social drinking for yeah. a party of four to six but it's just become normalized mm. you know it's like many straight men like there's so much construction in this town and the construction workers get off work and you watch them they walk into whatever nearby store they buy a 12 pack and they go home that's normalized for them right. that's social drinking a 12 pack a night that's and it's the same and so because meth has had such a huge impact we also have dropped the ball on really talking about the other drugs that cause problems where it's getting better is the alcohol companies having to do prevention now are starting to talk about you know, buzzed, or, you know, you don't have to be all the way gone, like, but buzz driving matters. Mm. You know, which then takes us to the next thing after alcohol 
where it's so acceptable is pot. And, you know, where where are we going to go with that? I'm I am so grateful that it's it's become legalized um, and that we live in a town that is setting up ways for it to be healthy. But we have to talk about it. Yeah. We're winding down to our time together, Kathy, but maybe you can tell our listeners if, if there's an LGBTQ person out there who thinks they're having an issue with alcohol or drugs, how do they get a hold of the, the Van Ness House? They call 323-463-4266, and somebody will pick up the phone and talk to you. And you have a website also? Yep. Uh, com, And uh, please call. You don't have to need help to call and ask us questions. We're there for you no matter what. We've been talking to one of my heroes, the executive director of the Van Ness Recovery House, Kathy Watt. Thank you, Kathy. Have a very happy new year. Thank you. All right, you're listening to us here on Channel Q. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. All morning we have been talking about diet and nutrition and exercise and now drugs and alcohol and addiction. And we're going to finish the show, the show with uh, talking about yoga and meditation. And we're joined by Francisco Ramos from Zen Casa. Welcome, Francisco. Hi, John. Hi, everybody. Thank you for having me. So glad you're here. Tell the audience what Zen Casa is and what you created. So uh, Zen Casa is a space to be able to connect to yourself the deeper self within yourself. And we do yoga, meditation, we do spiritual counseling, and we do weekend wellness retreats. Now, how did how did you get started? Because you're you're young, you're, mm. you're a millennial, I'm just guessing you. a little, yeah. maybe a little, a year or two older, but you're young, <laughs> very young. How did you get involved with this? Um, I've always been very spiritually connected. I started meditating and praying as a young child. Um, and I found that yoga was a great avenue, especially after moving to L.A. Yoga was a great avenue to connect the physical with the non-physical. Um, in L.A., people seem to be more inclined to that kind of um, consciousness. Yeah, that there's yoga awareness. studios everywhere. They're everywhere. all over West Hollywood. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and I found that that was a great connection to get people in the door. And then once they were in the door, although they were still doing stuff that's physical, they people were much more receptive to creating a space that was quiet, to letting go of the physical self, to easing into the stillness within them, and to quiet the mind. Right? We live in a world that's full of distractions and constantly with our phones, with media, with lights, with action. Um, and it's a great opportunity to be able to, to have that space to quiet and to connect. I'm, you know, just listening to you, I'm already feeling like 10 degrees calmer. I <laughs> just, just listening to you talk. But here we are. We're in the second largest metropolitan area in the country, right? The greater Los Angeles area. It is busy. Mm. Traffic is heavy. We're all got a thousand things to do. Our phones, we become enslaved to our iPhones, right? And and in terms of everything, even forming community, whether it's Grindr and Scruff or, or Facebook or Instagram, I mean, people are constantly... How if I let's pretend that I'm listening on the phone and I on the station right now and I want to start the process. I don't even know how to start. I don't even know how to start what it is you're talking about, Francisco. What what would you recommend to somebody? 
starting something is always the biggest barrier, right? Because people are open to it, but they become overwhelmed as what they should do, what actions to take. And with everybody, I tell if you're going to have a spiritual practice, just start it. And the easiest thing to start is to set your timer on your phone for three minutes and let it be. Quiet yourself. No noise, no distractions, close your eyes, and for three minutes, and everyone has that time, that opportunity, not sitting in traffic, stop the car. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it while you're Don't driving. Don't do it while you're driving. <laughs> but give yourself three minutes, right? And then from there, build to five, seven, ten, and allow yourself that space, give yourself permission to disconnect from the world around you. Why right? does it sound so terrifying to me? To spend three minutes in quiet yeah. sounds intimidating to so me. So when you start that, your brain goes in overload, right? Our brains are meant, our computers are constantly meant to be processing information. So when you give yourself that opportunity to quiet, things start coming up, right? Your insecurities, your duties, your responsibilities, your obligations start to creep up like I should be doing this, I should be doing that instead, or your mind goes on tangents. So when you set your timer, you're at least giving your space that I don't have to worry about time. I don't have to worry about other things for a moment. And you're giving yourself that space to disconnect, which is so important for everybody. I, you know, I, uh, I used to do the AIDS life cycle every year, pedaling mm. my bike from San Francisco to Los Angeles, you know, raising money for the San Francisco AIDS Foundation and the LA LGBT Center. And uh, I know on the big ride, the 105 mile day, right, pedaling my bike, there came a time where I was all alone on the road. I couldn't see a, a cyclist in front of me. I couldn't see a cyclist behind me. And just the rhythm of my legs and feet moving put me in a space where I felt meditative. Even yeah. though I was on a bike, yeah. you know, moving at maybe eight miles per hour, but you know, I felt very meditative and my mind was just freed up. And that's kind of like yoga is, right? Yoga is movement with the breath or flow. And whether you're riding a bike, whether you're actually doing through a flow of yoga, you're breathing and doing something that's rhythmic, right? So you're falling into that. You're allowing the mind to detach. And so there are plenty of opportunities and each person is very unique in that. You have to find out what really works for you to be able to connect to something that's within you and not the external world. So yoga is a great way to do that. Meditation. Um, some people find prayer. Singing in a chorus does that. I do that. You do that. <laughs> I yeah. do that, yeah. Music has a way to... to I, be aware of something greater than yourself. Right? Mm. When you're in nature and you're standing in front of an ocean or in front of a mountain, there's an opportunity to be in awe of something greater. Mm. And it's very humbling. Hence the word awesome. 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 Indeed. So I did yoga once. Mm. How'd you I, like it? I did not like it. It was hard. <laughs> that typically is his it response. It was really hard. Yeah. I was sweating beads and I wasn't moving. Like I, I am used to sweating beads when I'm like on a treadmill mm. or running or bicycling. We were sitting on mats and I was sweating beads. Now this is one of the hardest things I've ever done. Yeah. It's, it's a common response for people who are starting to do yoga that it's a lot more challenging than they were expecting. Yeah. People perceive yoga as something that's just, you're just gradually stretching and it's very easy and right. chill. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that, well, that's what I walked in thinking, oh, this is me, we're just gonna stretch, yeah. <laughs> I may fall asleep. No, I'm like dying in yeah. the middle of the yoga session. So there's different types of yoga and you really have to figure out what works for you. There's restorative and there's hatha and there's kundalini and each have their own benefits. Um, what are those? I mean, you just dropped three terms oh, that yeah. I'm sure I don't know what they mean and I'm guessing a lot of listeners don't know what so, they mean. Um, 
Restorative yoga is where you're really laying, you're using props like blocks and cushions and straps to ease into a pose. So you're not really moving too much. You're holding a pose for five, seven minutes um, and allowing yourself minutes. Minutes. Oh yeah. My God. Yeah. Yeah. That's a long, that's a long time. <laughs> but to that pose. then comes up where your things are coming into your mind. And it, can you release what comes up in your mind, right? Um, Hatha yoga tends to be holding a pose for a long time. So you can do an extension pose, a triangle, or um, an inversion, and you're holding them for seven breaths. Um, Kundalini deals with the energy inside of you, and you're constantly breathing to kind of move it up from the base of your spine up to your crown of your head. Hmm. So there's a variety of different yoga practices, and it's you as the individual, what you're wanting to experience, what you're wanting to get out of the experience, go try a whole bunch and see what works best for you. So we've got about a minute until we have to go to commercial break. Maybe when we come back, we can talk about your recommendations, maybe for people who are millennials or mm. younger, which is one segment of our audience, and yeah. then people that are like me, between 50 and death. Yeah. I mean, is, there, is there a difference <laughs> in terms of what, or is anything available? Let's, let's chat about that when we come back. We're listening to Francisco Ramos uh, from Zen Casa. You're listening to Sidebar with John Duran here on Channel Q. Uh, we're here interviewing Francisco Ramos from Zen Casa, finishing up our show. We're talking about New Year's resolutions, and we're finishing up on serenity and meditation and yoga. And Francisco, over the break, you and I were talking about uh, religion and spirituality, and for a lot of LGBT people who are brought up in a religious practice, you know, often they're told to believe that God or religion or spirituality is not available to them because mm. of their sexuality. And a lot of what I think you were describing is reconciling that. Tell, yeah. Expand on that a bit. Um, I started doing this work because uh, a family member told me their differences with religion and, and my lifestyle choice. And that prompted me to get into work doing spirituality, especially with the LGBT community. There is a strong disconnect with the individual and understanding that they are connected to their higher self. And I wanted to create a space that promoted that, that awareness, that within each of us, there is a unique expression of the divine, that there's this inner light. And to not suppress it, to not push away from it, but to embrace it. And, and by embracing it, you learn to embrace your authentic self. Um, and that's something that a lot of the LGBT community struggle with. Mm -hmm. And it's important that we identify that and share that with each other. Yeah. When you, and I love that you said lifestyle choice, because when people used to ask me about my lifestyle choice, I said, yeah, I choose to be honest. I yeah. choose to be true to yeah. myself. Be your authentic self. Yeah. When I first became a young, when I was a young attorney back in the 80s, there used to be these protesters that go to every gay pride parade. And they, I remember one, Crazy Randy, well, I, that was his name. I learned his name because he was at every gay pride parade. And Crazy Randy had a sign and said, the following people are going to hell. He had up there, homosexuals, lesbians, as if lesbians weren't homosexuals, yeah. right? Uh, uh, liberals, Catholics, Jews, uh, Democrats. I mean, and this was on his list, and and he's like, are you, "Are you one of those homosexuals going to hell?" I said, "Oh, come on! I've made your list three times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your list three times. I'm way overexposed on your list, Randy." Uh, but I mean, that you know was often where we had to start. So for somebody like me, who had to get clean and sober 22 years ago, when mm -hmm. I was told I had to find a higher power that I understood uh, the God concept, I was like, "I can't do this. I don't think I'm." A, and it's taken a lot of work to get there. 
And that's where like really meditation and having some sort of spiritual practice helps, right? It mm -hmm. helps break down the barriers where you then become more connected to that stillness within you that we have with each of us have that. Right. Um, and it's not to be a comparison of others, but to have your own experience. Well, and, and 22 years ago, I had a very patient sponsor and I told him, look, I have a problem with the whole God thing. I'm going to be honest, I have a whole problem with the whole God thing because it's not something, you know, I have the religion of my childhood and it kind of cast me aside. Mm -hmm. How do I put it all back together? And he said, well, what, do you believe in anything that's more powerful than you? We had to explore that. I said the ocean. That's where I had to start. He's like, great, go stand on the cliffside, go watch the ocean come in and out. And all. I did. I yeah. sat there on the cliffside and I watched the ocean roll in and out for an hour. It was the most peaceful thing. And that's how I had to start, was just on the, the ocean tides, mm. or the, the spinning of the planet, mm -hmm. or the fact that the sun, you know, planet circle all around the sun, or the changing of the seasons. And that all seemed to be more powerful than me. And that's how I had to start. And that's a good place to start. Yeah, with science. You know, we talk about New Year's resolutions and, and January is all about things that we want to accomplish and, and do. And what I've been telling my students of the last month is, what do you want to release, right? Coming from 2018, going into 2019, we all carry things with us. And so it's an opportunity to be aware of what traits do you have? Who do you keep around you? The people in your life? the circumstances, what is it that you don't want to bring with you in the year ahead? What is toxic in your life? What is it, an opportunity for a new beginning? And to do that, you have to let go of things. And letting mm. go is very challenging for people because we want to hold on to and grip the things. That are but familiar. That are familiar, right, right? right? But it's so comforting, it's so relaxing, it's so easy to just let it go. Now, before you came on the show, I was talking with the trainers about the fact that I've reached that age where I take naps. Yeah, <laughs> I really, great. I Siestas are beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you to our culture for yeah. creating the siesta. But uh, for a lot of people that are on a very busy workday, you said take three minutes out. Well, how does that look? If somebody's really hectic or busy or crazy at work and life, how does one take three minutes away from it all? Find a spot that's quiet. Put it on your phone, on a timer, three minutes. Close your eyes. Follow your breath. And just breathe in and breathe, breathe out. Breathe in through your nose and out. Right? And can you relax your shoulders? Can you mm. sit up tall? Mm. Can you feel your stomach, your core? And that's where it begins, right? Where life is full of distractions and you will constantly be running from one thing to another, to another, to another, until you make it a priority to put yourself first where you can gather your thoughts, gather your emotions, and settle in. Because otherwise, you'll be running from one thing to next, year after year, decade after decade. Right. And what happens if I'm sitting in that quiet time of three minutes and I notice the thoughts coming up? Oh, you got a deadline at five o'clock. Or, oh, you mm -hmm. got to do this by tomorrow. Do I just you notice acknowledge, it? And with the exhales, I always tell people, when you have thoughts that come into your mind, you take a deep breath. And when you exhale, you let that thought go, like clouds moving in the breeze. Mm. Right? You don't have to stay attached to things. You have that choice to whether you hold on to something or you let it go. And what about, what about other people? Like who hasn't had a crush mm. or an obsession or a relationship that's not going right and that person ends up plaguing a lot of your day? Yeah. So I like to call them uh, spiritual vampires, right? People <laughs> in your life who suck energy out of you, whether it's your relationship, whether it's your family, whether it's friends, coworkers, whoever is taking energy from you but not giving energy to you. Mm. And that's very easy to observe, right? You can easily think of people in your head that pop up that do that. And those are the people 
that you have to be okay with letting go. And what does that mean, letting go? I mean, it's like, because I'm thinking of people, right, as you're even saying yeah. this, so <laughs> my complete energy sucks. So, oh, we've only got one minute left. We'll come back another time to cover that. Yeah, That's yeah. a whole show, I think. <laughs> Tell people who are listening about Zen Casa what you guys have coming up on your website. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, so, Zen Casa, we have, um, we do twice a week, uh, twice a month meditations on Tuesday nights. They're meditation sound baths. They're open to the community and the donation base. Um, we have and a that's here in Los Angeles? Here in Los Angeles, okay. yep, in West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, we're having a men's tantric retreat in the end of May in Topanga Canyon. That's an all-inclusive four-day, three-night retreat for men, mostly LGBT or mostly gay men, but we also have a few straight guys that come along. Um, and all that information can be found on our website, www.zencasa.net. Wonderful. Francisco, yeah. thank you for joining us. I'm going to have you come back because I want to learn more about letting my, my energy vampires go. I've yeah. got a lot of feeders <laughs> on me. A lot of feeders. All right. You're listening to Sidebar with John Duran here on Channel Q. Welcome back, kids. Wow. What a show, man. It's been a great first of the New Year show visiting with uh, T.J. Wilk and Jessica Schatz on nutrition, diet, exercise, and then the incredible Kathy Watt on addiction and alcoholism and drug addiction. Then finishing the show here with Francisco Ramos uh, about uh, being Zen and meditative. And I learned so much uh, today. I mean, the diet and nutrition exercise. I mean, who knew half my plate had to be vegetables? I, you know, To me, it's like, okay, what's the garnish? That's the way I treat vegetables, like it's something extra on the plate. Nope, Jessica says half the plate should be vegetables. All right, but I've got to do my finishing uh, ramble and rant because uh, that's the way we categorize it here on Sidebar with John Duran. That the opening of the show is my opening ramble, and then we always close with my closing rant uh, to finish up the day. And I guess I can't help but talk about uh, where we are in Washington right now because that's what's been on my mind uh, the first few days here of the new year. A breath of fresh air has hit Washington, D.C. because of the November elections, because, dear listeners, you and me and all the rest of us uh, created this phenomenal blue wave that forever changed the course of history. And uh, if you need evidence of that happening, consider this. Mike Pence, the vice president of the United States, had to swear in the first bisexual in the U.S. Senate, Kristen Cinema of Arizona. Congratulations to those of you listening in Phoenix. Good job on sending Kristen Cinema to the U.S. Senate. And you know, Kristen Cinema, she didn't use a Bible to get sworn in. She used a law book. And that was a sign. That was a sign to right-wing fundamentalist Mike Pence, who had to swear into the Senate, that uh, the rule of law was going to return to the United States government, and she was going to make sure that that happened. And so does the new Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, uh, who has made it very clear to Donald Trump uh, that she's not like all the other women that Donald's been working with and the way that he's been treating women. Instead, a very powerful leader was going to assume the helm at the House of Representatives in Nancy Pelosi. And so 2019 is going to be a very dramatic year because we're setting the stage into 2020. And I think that uh, we already know that the Mueller report is uh, to be released next month in February. We'll all be paying very close attention to see what exactly Robert Mueller has to offer the American people. 
in terms of his report, and then how that report will be utilized by Congressman Adam Schiff and the others who are leading, going to be leading the House Intelligence Committee. So let's face it, Donald, the, the walls are closing in, sir. And you know, looking at your life history, you were given $200 million by your father. Well, my God, what a way to start life. Here, son, here's $200 million. You're not self-made at anything. And your quote recently that uh, Yukup would have made a great U.S. general, sir, you deferred on the draft five times, citing bone spurs. And you don't become a general without first becoming a private, without first doing service in the military. And you don't become a successful businessman without learning first how to be a successful rookie in the workplace. You have left in your wake unpaid bills, five bankruptcies, uh, companies that have been ruined, people who've lost their housing, and throughout your entire life story, you've left other relationships and other people in shambles. And nobody's ever really called you out on it because you've always had yes men and yes women surrounding you in your corporations and in your Trump Towers and in your resorts. And, uh, you know, for the first two years of your presidency, you had two more yes men, Paul Ryan as the Speaker of the House and Mitch McConnell as the Senate pro tem. You've had two yes men backing you up in everything you did. That has changed. And I don't think it has quite seeped into that pea brain of yours that the ground has shifted significantly. And as you continue to throw your temper tantrum, demanding money for your wall, as if the notion of a medieval wall that was successful when they were building castles in Spain in the 12th and 13th centuries, that somehow a medieval wall was going to be the solution, instead of thinking that maybe we live in a high-tech world with high-tech surveillance cameras and other high-tech computer systems and technology that exists today that could really secure our borders, you want to rely on a medieval wall, like the Great Wall of China, or a great wall that surrounds castles in Spain. That that's the only thing that the pea brain in your head can think about in terms of security. Well, sir, you're about to learn a very, very important lesson, and that is that the founders of this nation set up a system of checks and balances. And Article 1, 1 of the U.S. Constitution deals with the House of Representatives and the powers of the Congress, and the powers of appropriation in the purse, and that the Congress is a co-equal branch of government as powerful as the U.S. presidency, as powerful as the U.S. Supreme Court. And you are about to be given a reckoning, a lesson in what happens when the Speaker of the House is a powerful leader. In this case, sir, the woman in the red dress that was holding the gavel, she is steely, she is smart, she is determined, and she's going to show you just what Paul Ryan should have been showing you for the last two years, and that is that your power is not without check and balance, and it's not unfettered. And we're going to end up back on a course of having our nation's values restored once again. And you can hold your breath till you're blue, thinking you're going to get your wall. And you can throw your temper tantrums, and you can tweet all night and all day if you wish. It doesn't matter. None of that's going to jar Nancy Pelosi. And she is going to be make sure that we're back on track as the American people, not only on domestic issues, 
but on foreign policy as well. And by the way, sir, what you said about Afghanistan, that it was a good thing that Russia took over Kabul back in the 1970s to counter terrorism. Terrorism wasn't the issue of the 1970s. It was about Russia picking one side of communism over the other. That's why they first invaded Afghanistan. You don't even know your geopolitical or world history, and you're about to get schooled in so many ways. So Happy New Year, Donald Trump. Happy New Year to the American people. It's going to be a wonderful 2019. Stay tuned, gang, because uh, all of those walls that are closing in, we're about to see what happens when uh, a chaotic, irresponsible, impulsive leader was placed in the White House. We'll see you all next week here on Sidebar with John Duran on the new Channel Cube.